Hello and welcome to the Ram Gad Pod, the Realtors Association of Maui Government Affairs Director podcast. I am your host, Jason Economu, and this is my podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 22nd, so I just have a short notes from the Gad style update for everybody. So let me get started. Regarding the West Maui Community Plan, there will be two meetings of the Community Plan Advisory Committee this week. The first is on Tuesday, October 22nd at Wyola Church's Keopulani Hall, and the second will be on Thursday, October 24th at the Lahaina Intermediate School Cafeteria. Both meetings will begin at 5.30 p.m. and will focus on policies and actions for all five goals in the community plan. The agendas are available at wearemaui.org. Regarding the draft EIS filed for EMI, Alexander and Baldwin and EMI have filed a draft environmental impact statement for the proposed lease of water in the East Maui areas of Nihiku, Kanai, Hanamanu, and Huelo. A statutory 45-day public review and comment period is now open and will continue through November 7, 2019. Those submitting comments should send them to the approving agency and a copy to the applicant and consultant. The approving agency would be the Board of Land and Natural Resources, uh, and I can get you the applicant's name if you want. I'll put it in the show notes. Regarding the FHA condo rules, so the new FHA condo rules went into effect on October 15th. The rule changes will make condominiums a more accessible option for home buyers that rely on FHA financing. For more information, please go check out the NAR website for the link that they put together for that. The rules get a little bit complex, and the folks over at NAR do a much better job of explaining it than me trying to explain what they explained to me. So go check out the NAR video for the FHA condo rules, and while you are there, you might also want to check out some of the resources regarding the National Flood Insurance Program. Um, NAR has done a detailed uh, video for that as well, and if you have any particularly detailed questions regarding flood insurance, I want to encourage everybody to, to reach out to Austin Perez over at NAR. That guy is just a magical wizard genius when it comes to the National Flood Insurance Program, but really any of, of NAR's advocacy positions, Austin Perez is an amazing resource, and he is just an extremely sweet person. I gave him a call with what I thought was a quick question, and we ended up chatting for over a half hour. We were talking about my own personal flood insurance. Uh, he, he was going over maps with me. It was great. I'm going to try and get him as a guest on the podcast for when I'm in San Francisco for the expo that's in a couple of weeks. So something to look forward to there. Regarding fiscal year 2021 mayor's community budget meetings, Mayor Victorino is holding his final scheduled community meeting regarding the fiscal year 2021 budget. The final meeting will be in East Maui, Hana at 5 p.m., on Monday, October 28th at Helene Hall. So head out there if you are a constituent that lives in the area and you have budget budget concerns that you would like to discuss with the mayor. Regarding civic engagement, so Maui boards and commissions, there are 
uh, currently 42 vacancies on Maui County boards, commissions, councils, and committees. Um, please get involved. It is our civic duty to be involved. I want to see as many realtors and listeners of this podcast on boards and commissions as possible. The application deadline is November 15th, 2019. Anyone interested in serving on a board or commission should first apply online. You can go to mauicounty.gov boards or pick up a paper application in the county building. I intend on applying for one of those positions, so I hope you all send in your applications as well. The RamGad Pod is still available on most platforms. Our last interview was with the mayor. And this week's Thursday episode will either be an interview with Lawrence Carnicelli, or I may be messing around with the formatting a little bit, and um, I may upload audio from the panel, the community engagement panel I was on at the recent Maui Nui Attainable Housing Conference. I have audio from that that I still need to clean up, and I think it might be interesting to, to release as a podcast episode. So we'll try that out sometime soon. Regarding shout-outs. So this week's shout-out goes to Lynette Pendergast again. Um, once again, because she is amazing in so many ways. But some of you might be saying, well, Jason, only Larry gets multiple shout-outs every week. Why, why is Lynette getting one? Well, it's because Lynette is awesome. And also because Lynette pointed out what every regular listener must be thinking, which is this guy takes way too many verbal pauses. She is right. If you've noticed, I'm trying not to say ums and ahs and mmm. Uh, a couple of them slipped out already. One just slipped out just now, if you caught that. Just a slight little uh. I explained to Lynette the unfortunate circumstances by which I picked up this terrible habit of verbal pauses. It's because I was in law school during the height of President Obama's popularity early on, and he was sort of this model public speaker that all of us young law students looked up to, and that man sets a record for verbal pauses. He, uh, the Obama style is very uh, deliberative, and all these long, thoughtful pauses. So... We all picked up that bad habit. I'm trying to break myself of that bad habit. Hopefully, Lynette, this episode is a little easier for you to listen to than previous episodes. Um, but Lynette doesn't get a shout-out just because she provided feedback, but she gets a shout-out um, because the manner in which she provided feedback. A lot of people don't realize that, that there's an art to providing feedback to folks. So Lynette uh, easily could have started a conversation with me saying, you know what the problem with your podcast is, which um, is how my mother would have started that conversation. That's why I used my mother's voice. Uh, instead, she sandwiched feedback in between a couple of positive comments. And rather than saying, you know, you've got this terrible problem of verbal pauses, she said, I've noticed that um, sometimes your guests and oftentimes you have a tendency to make noises when you pause. Please stop doing that. It's annoying. She was very polite, and I appreciate that. So thank you, Lynette. Uh, we can all learn a lesson from you. And there I, I went again. I did another one of those verbal pauses. Now, regarding 
the format of my podcast. So I mentioned before that I might mix up the Thursday episode a little bit. And today I want to do something a little different as well. So I wanted to give everyone an update on what is going on with the county quote-unquote charter crisis and the injection well case. While doing a little bit of research, I came across a legal blog called inversecondemnation.com, and it's all one word. Um, that blog did a great job of summarizing the whole case, so I thought it might be fun to share their write-up, sort of like an audiobook for your ears, um, which is what all audiobooks are for. That was silly. Anyway, the article I'm about to read was published on inversecondemnation.com on October 12th, 2019, and it was written by Robert H. Thomas, an Oahu-based attorney. The title is, Who is in Charge of the County of Maui? SCOTUS OA Hinges on Internal Dispute Over Who Can Settle. So let me dive right into it for your listening pleasure. We've been following the ongoing efforts to settle the Clean Water Act case involving the county of Maui with some amusement. Why, you ask? Part of it is that we like municipal law. Perhaps sad, but true. But we're amused mostly because the case's current posture illustrates the dual principles of be careful what you ask for and the legal corollary of one of Murphy's rules of combat. No plan ever survives its first contact. The corollary is that you may be able to start a lawsuit on your own terms, but you may not always be able to end it the same way. The plan here seemed pretty good. Sue the county for violating the Clean Water Act for its injection wells, asserting it should have obtained Clean Water Act permits. Yes, the line between a point source and a non-point source was not settled law, but the case seemed like a very good bet. The plaintiffs would very likely find a receptive audience in both the U.S. District Court for the District of Hawaii and in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit. And when the lawsuit was instituted in 2012, the Supreme Court was not overly likely to take up the issue. Thus, the risk of making bad nationwide law from the plaintiff's standpoint was very low. At first, everything went according to plan. The plaintiffs sued the county of Maui, a Hawaii municipal corporation, the Hawaii Federal Court granted the plaintiff summary judgment. The Ninth Circuit, as, is, as expected, affirmed. But between the judgment in the District Court and the Ninth Circuit's ruling in 2018, the composition of the Supreme Court changed, and you know why. Thus, when the county petitioned the court late last year to hear the case, the court agreed, which didn't bode well for the, until now, successful plaintiffs. The fortunes of war looked to be changing. With the looming prospect of the new court possibly creating unfavorable nationwide precedent, the plaintiffs began a desperate effort to settle the case. That's when the current troubles arose. The defendant slash petitioner is the County of Maui, a municipal corporation organized under Hawaii law. But who, exactly, gets to decide whether the County of Maui can settle? The county council thought, quote, the county means the council and thus the council has the authority to settle the case. After a day-long hearing, the council, by a one-member margin, approved of settling with the plaintiffs. The settlement was pretty much rollover by the county in which the plaintiffs get what they want. Not only that, but the Supreme Court thwarted. Game over. Game over. Not so fast, wrote the mayor. 
quote, the county includes me. And I have to approve of any settlement because I think the legal issue needs to be clarified. I won't approve. Game on. Meanwhile, back at First Street Northeast, an impressive number of amici weighed in, including some heavy appellate hitters and the federal government, which was granted face time. And the Supreme Court scheduled oral arguments for November 6, 2019. The plaintiffs wrote the Supreme Court, giving the justices a heads up that there was a brewing dispute over just who has the petitioner, or excuse me, who was the petitioner, and that the case may or may not have been settled. The private counsel for the petitioner county responded, asserting, quote, I am counsel of record for the county of Maui, and this case has not settled, because the mayor must agree to settle the case and withdraw the county's petition. At this time, the mayor has not agreed to do so. Not content to sit on the sidelines, the chair of the Maui County Council, on her own, wrote to the court, quote, to confirm that on September 20th, 2019, the Maui County Council settled the case by adopting Resolution 19-158, authorizing settlement and the withdrawal of the case from the U.S. Supreme Court. The letter described the dispute within the halls of the county building of whether the council possesses the authority to settle the case on its own or whether it needs to run it past the mayor. The letter asked the court to either dismiss the petition or, at the very least, postpone the hearing until Maui County can resolve our charter, our charter crisis by determination of the council's authority in court within the state of Hawaii or otherwise. One more letter followed. The county's outside appellate counsel responded that the council chair isn't the lawyer for the county of Maui. Quote, I am counsel of record for the county of Maui in this case, and that the county's corporation counsel, quote, has asked me to submit the attached letter in response to the chair's letter. The attached letter refers to a letter which the corporation counsel sent to the court the same day of the council chair's letter, offering, quote, my sincerest apologies for the chair's letter. The Corporation Council asserted she is the chief legal officer for the county, and as the lawyer for the county, she asserts, quote, the county of Maui is not requesting a delay or dismissal in this matter, and that any alleged conflict involving the county charter is a matter that may be addressed independently. So, who is right? Who speaks for, quote, the county? Is it the council alone, which has authority to settle lawsuits for the county, or is the mayor also part of the process? We have been down this path before under Hawaii's law governing municipal governments, although that case was in a much different context. It presented the same issues. Who speaks for, quote, the county? The case in question is County of Kauai XREL Nakazawa versus Baptiste. This is a 2005 case. This was a case about the definition of, quote, the counties as used in the Hawaii Constitution's article, which delegates the counties the power to levy and collect property taxes. The Hawaii Supreme Court held that the term the counties did not include the people of a county exercising their home rule powers to adopt charter amendments via direct democracy. The long and the short of the case is that three of the five justices concluded that the term county means county council. The two dissenters objected on procedural grounds and would have never reached the substantive question. Baptiste, however, does not solve the present question of who gets to, gets to decide for Maui whether to settle, 
because Baptiste is about the allocation of power within the counties when it comes to property taxes and how the term county is defined by the state constitution. The present case is more about how the Maui County Charter initially allocates the county's home rule authority to make litigation decisions. But still, Baptiste is at least a touch point in analysis under Hawaii municipal law. And that takes us to our final document of this post, an opinion letter issued in September by the Corporation Council. The memo concludes that it is a mixed question under the Maui Charter, and depending on the circumstances, the Council has exclusive authority to settle certain cases, the Mayor has exclusive authority to settle others, and both the Mayor and the Council must agree in other cases. Here's an excerpt from that document. The heading question says, does the Council have the authority to settle a lawsuit on behalf of the County? It then outlines three different choices. A. Yes, when the consideration for settlement involves the commitment of county funds in excess of $7,500 or an exercise of municipal authority exclusively vested in the council by the charter. The second answer is no. When the consideration for settlement does not exceed $7,500 or where settlement involves the exercise of municipal authority exclusively vested in the executive branch by charter. And the third alternative is no, when the consideration for settlement requires both an, excess, an exercise of municipal authority vested exclusively by charter in the council and the executive branch, unless the council and the executive branch concur. The memo relied on a Hawaii Supreme Court case resolving a similar dispute between Honolulu's mayor and the city council which recognized the principle of separation of powers within Hawaii municipal governments, which mandates that each coordinate branch of county government be limited to its charter-specific power. Any guess which circumstance is presented by the council-only approved settlement here? Apparently, the mayor and corporation council believe that it is the last one, C, where both branches are required. Because the settlement would allocate way more than $7,500 in county money, so the council has a role in getting the money, and the executive branch of the county government, the mayor, also must execute other parts of the settlement by directing county employees to accomplish certain actions. If that is indeed what the final terms of the settlement requires, and how the Maui Charter divides up the county's power, then the mayor and corporation council may have a good point. But... For Supreme Court watchers and environmental law mavens, the real question posed by all of this wrangling is whether the scheduled oral arguments on November 6 will go on, or be postponed while the county sorts out who can do what and who represents it under Hawaii law. We're guessing there's at least one lawyer in Hawaii who is working this weekend on a state court, state court declaratory judgment complaint. On that, we defer to the Uber lawyers who regularly practice in the Supreme Court and their guesses about what the justices might do. We'll be following closely. We had planned on taking a field trip to the court in November with our class, just like we did for the Knicks argument, but until the court gives us an indication whether the OA is going or no going, like you, we remain in limbo. So I wanted to share that with everybody because it, um, it's a pretty clear and concise summary of litigation thus far. I have no 
indication uh, from the Supreme Court as to what their plan is if they're going to postpone. I don't imagine the Supreme Court is going to take oral arguments off the docket for November 6th. I know that the county is hurriedly, excuse me, I should say the county council is hurriedly working to determine if they can hire special counsel to represent them against the mayor. Overall, I am disappointed with how this is is all shaping up, uh, but I am hopeful that this case will go before the Supreme Court and that they will not do anything to destroy the reputation of Maui County or gut the Clean Water Act. I've been saying all along I don't think that's a real possibility, so hopefully I'm right. Regardless of how it goes, RAM is not taking a position on special counsel. Um, if you recall, our position was that this should go to the Supreme Court. So we'll just wait and see where it goes. Right now, regarding the charter crisis, though the national news media is talking about constitutional crises and um, stirring everybody up, I don't think anybody really needs to to get too stirred up or be too afraid regarding this this charter crisis. I think this is a, a good thing to happen. This way we can clarify points of law that really do need clarification regarding both our charter and regarding this injection well case. So if you have any questions regarding the injection well issue or anything else, feel free to go ahead and email me. My email address is jason at ramaui.com. I'll put a link to the blog that I just read in there uh, in the show notes. And I hope you enjoy this episode. And I hope that I didn't do too many of those um, hmm, uh, verbal pauses. Take care. Talk to you all on Thursday.